Hey everyone, welcome to A Millennial Learns. Thank you so much for joining. My name is Abby Rancor. I am your host. If you are new, welcome. I'm glad to have you. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about 10 things that I learned during marriage. I've been married for a little over a year now, and I realized that when it was my anniversary, I didn't really do a marriage-focused podcast, but I think it would be valuable because I have learned a lot in the past year about marriage, about how to you know, work together as a team with my husband. And so I just figured that, you know, I've seen a lot of YouTube videos about like what I've learned in marriage, but I wanted to do a full podcast because I feel like it just, just, just doesn't get explained enough in like a YouTube video that's 10 minutes long. It might be, you know, there's some more meat we can dive into. It's still probably going to be a shorter episode. Um, the other reason I wanted to do this today is because I'm going to a wedding this afternoon. I'm leaving right after recording this to go to a wedding. And so I'm very excited. It's one of my friends from college. She's like one of my best friends. She was one of my bridesmaids and now I'm one of her bridesmaids and I love weddings. It's going to be so fun. So that all inspired me to do a wedding themed podcast for today. And you know, when you get married, it's like the thing to say that people always say to you is, oh, marriage is so much work. Marriage is so hard. Marriage is so difficult and you're going to really have to work together. And like, in a sense, I think that that's really true. It is hard and it has been hard. I mean, obviously I've only been married a year, so I'm not like, we haven't gone through the hardest thing and we haven't, you know, we haven't done a lot. We don't have that much experience with marriage, but I still feel like some people freak you out too much about marriage. Like if you're about to be married or newly married, don't let these things scare you. Don't let people saying that really freak you out. Because I know for me, sometimes it did like actually freak me out where I was like, can I even do this? Should I be getting married? Am I ready to get married? You know? And I felt for sure that I was able and willing and ready to get married but some people like freak you out about it too much where yes I think there should be a warning like this is not the easiest thing you'll ever have to do you really have to work at it but it it's not like a bad work at it, working at it it's not like a dread or a drudge that you have to you know do it's not bad it's good when you're working together as a team in sync the majority of marriage is very good I feel like and yes, there's gonna be some hard parts, some fights, all of that stuff, but the majority of your marriage should be good and should be like working together. And, you know, I just feel like there's no need to scare people before they enter marriage that it's gonna be like, yes, it might be the hardest thing you've ever done, but it's not terrible. I feel like some people make it sound terrible. So marriage is very good. I wanna reiterate that. I really enjoy being married. I like it much more than being single or dating. And I definitely like it more than the engagement part. I feel like engagement is the most awkward part of marriage. Ours was super short and I'm very thankful for that because I just feel like you're almost there. You're almost to the wedding day, but not quite. So you're still pretty much dating. You don't get all the kind of privileges of married life. Like we didn't live together before we were married. Um, so we couldn't you know, live together, but we were more than dating. And so you get all of the anticipation. It's just too much anticipation and you don't get all of the perks of being husband and wife. 
So I love marriage way more than dating or being engaged, but um, these are the 10 things I've learned. Now, again, I want to reiterate, I'm not a marriage expert. These are just some of the things that I have noticed and that I have tried to work on as I'm in marriage, you know, going from this first year forward. I have not mastered all these, definitely not, but um, these are things that I have realized are very important, either advice that's been given to me or things that I've just kind of realized. So the first thing is letting things go is important and this can be taken in a negative way or a positive way. I don't think you should let things go that are truly bothering you or truly going to be an issue in your marriage. It's not good to just like kick things under the rug. However, if you, I think this was like especially true in my first couple months. When I was dating, I really tried to kind of nitpick a little bit, possibly too much, where I was like, listen, if I'm marrying this guy and he is supposed to be leading me and my household, I need to make sure what he thinks about X, Y, and Z. So I would like interrogate basically and be like so intense on certain things that really in the grand scheme of things weren't that important, but I'm kind of glad I interrogated to that level when I was dating because like that's your time that you can break it off, you know, that's where you're like testing a little bit. And he was, you know, seeing how I was doing things too, like I'm going to be a mother to his kids presumably. And so, um, he wants to check it out and see like how I would raise kids, you know? So things are important to like really interrogate. However, when you're married, it's still important to figure out things that are like really bothering you. But there are certain things like in the first couple months of marriage, things that are just not important. I would really pick fights over and I'd be like, why did you do this this way? Or why did you do, you know? And that is not a way to live married life happily. You should be striving for peace in your household. And yes, it's good to like be on the same page and be able to fight when necessary and all of that kind of thing. It's important to have hard conversations, but if something just literally doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, there is no reason to pick fights over it. And I would definitely do that as like a control method, I guess. Like I was trying to just control everything the first couple months. And I just had to learn like some things are just not important. Pick your battles. Like he can do it that way. It's fine. It'll get done, you know, or he, I don't know. There's many examples, but just like think of any little nitpicky thing that you would, would talk to someone about and then just be like, Hmm, does that actually matter in like a year or five years or 10 years? Will that have a long lasting impact? If it doesn't, maybe don't pick a fight over it. Like I heard this great advice that your home should be your safe haven for your husband. So like, let's say your husband is going to work all day, like, or and I'm going to work too, but um, let's just say like your spouse is going to work and they come home. It's gonna be so exhausting and draining on them to like come home to a chaotic and stressful and fighting household. It's much better if they come back to a peaceful, clean, like thing where they feel like you're on their team, not like you're going to constantly be picking fights with them. And so I've been trying to do that more. I think I've gotten better at it. Um, but yeah, the first couple months, I just didn't really know how to transition between like the I'm scrutinizing because I am 
trying to make sure that you're like a guy that I would want to marry <laughs> kind of thing versus like, oh, we're already married. I don't have to like scrutinize every single thing you do. And now like we're working together. This is extremely long term. Like this is the rest of our lives. Um, so to make peace and to let things go that are not important. My second is kind of the flip side of that. The second thing I've learned is getting to the root of an issue is the most important thing, which I knew, I think, before marriage. But it is easy if you're like fighting to and you're tired of fighting to just be like, okay, well, good enough. Like you got to a point that's kind of like good enough. But I've realized that that issue then keeps coming up more and more and more. And so it doesn't matter if you're like tired of fighting about the same issue or something you should like it's important to if you need to take a break and then come back to the discussion later but it's important to get to the root of the issue and figure that out and have the hard conversations before it just keeps becoming a reoccurring fight because reoccurring fights are annoying they're super super annoying and for the majority of the time i feel like they're unnecessary because if you get to the root of it before you know, if the issue comes back up, there's at least a strategy of how to deal with it instead of just being like, oh, well, this is the same fight as last time, but we never got to actually what was bothering me. So um, it's also really hard to let things go if you haven't gotten to the root of it. You can't like get rid of the resentment or whatever or the, the negative feelings if you haven't actually gotten to the root of the issue. So I feel like getting to the root of it and talking about like and continuing to discuss it, even if you're tired and even if you don't really feel like talking about it, getting to the root of it is important for the first one to let things go. Because if you know that your spouse has the, your best interest at heart, which they probably do, um, and you, they're willing to talk it through and you know the intention behind the reason they're doing something that you're fighting about or whatever, it's easier to let it go because you've reached a conclusion. So those two kind of go hand in hand, but it's important to get to the root of the issue, but also let some things go. Okay, third one that I learned is that the logistics of the first year can be as hard as the emotional part of the first year. So people always say the first year of marriage is the toughest and I had no idea what they really meant because I was like, I don't know, it seems to go pretty well. But the hardest part for me was not like the kind of emotional part of being married the first year. You know, some people think it's like, you know, it's a big adjustment, but it's really the hardest part for us was like the logistics part. Um, like I didn't have, I mean, I tried to have schedules, but it was, I wasn't that like strict with schedules. Whereas my husband was very strict with schedules and the first couple weeks, it was like the very, the like every day-to-day -day schedule stuff was very hard. It was like, okay, I'm like, I, I have a weird thing where I will get really hungry all of a sudden. So like, there's no warning where I'm like, hey, maybe I should eat dinner in 30 minutes. I'm like, I am so hungry right now. And so this happened like three times our first couple of weeks of marriage. And it was like, and you know, my husband was like, well, we have no food right now and we're eating dinner at this time. You know, it was small things like that. Like how do logistically we work our schedule so that it all works for us? That was tougher, I think, than like the transition of like being married because now you're together you have to function in the same house like I hadn't lived with a guy before that so I didn't know the scheduling aspect I guess so my biggest advice I guess to some couples is just set a schedule especially if you have different schedules I would stay up really late before we got married 
you know, I didn't really want to. I wanted to go to bed at a reasonable time and and wake up earlier. And my husband went to bed early. So it's like, hey, what time are we going to bed? What's a, an, a good compromise? I would like to go to bed at the same time. I don't want you to go to bed and then me to stay up four hours, you know? So we like compromise on bedtime. It's just all those little things are important. And so coming up with a schedule was super, super helpful. The fourth thing was that liking each other's families is very important, at least for me. I'm going to preface that at least for me and how we run things. I've always been told you're not just marrying the person, you're marrying their family too. And I think there's very valid reasons as to why. I know that this is not always apply. This does not always apply to some couples. It's like you can't really help what family you were brought up into. And so I guess if someone is contentious with their own family, Maybe it's not important for the spouse to like the other person's family or whatever. There's many scenarios. But for me, it is crucial. And I'm realizing how crucial it was. You know, I, you know, one of the best things about my husband was when we were dating, like one of the checkboxes I was looking for was that he liked his family and that he was close to his mom and he had a good relationship with his parents and his siblings and stuff like that. And that he liked my family. So we, I introduced him to my family early. Like, I think... I don't know, three or four dates in, he met my parents and then he came to like a big family function not that far after. And then like four months after we were dating, like once we started dating, I flew to his, uh, you know, hometown and watched his sister get married. And I was like his wedding guest to that. And I met his entire family. And so I, had that on my checklist, you know, as I was dating and I always knew it was important. But now that I am a year in to marriage, I am so thankful that that was on my checklist, on my like deal breaker list, because it would be a nightmare if I did not like his family or if he did not like mine. We're at my family's house every weekend. Like we hang out with some family member every weekend. We're currently living with my brother. So if he didn't like my brother and my sister-in-law, it would be terrible. But we also go on trips at least twice a year to Michigan. I guess it's twice a year. I shouldn't say at least. It's like twice a year to Michigan for multiple weeks at a time. So the first time I went out there, I stayed for like a week. I realized, yes, I really like his family. They're very nice. And it was a great trip. Well, then over Christmas, like now over Christmas, we basically go and spend two weeks out there. And then over spring, we'll we'll spend like depending on what other trips we're taking that year, like a week or two in Michigan. And honestly, that would be such a dread if I didn't like his family. (laughs) Like that would be so terrible. Spending at least three weeks in another state, we stay at their house, you know, it would be a nightmare if I didn't like his family. So I'm just, if you're not married yet, I would strongly recommend like having that on your deal breakers list is that they like their family, you like their family, and they like your family. I think I said that in the right (laughs) order or whatever. Um, But that everyone likes each other. There's just more peace that way. There's less contention. That is such a good call. His parents are amazing. We like, it's a joy to go out there and spend time with his parents, his sisters, all of them. And I love it. I love going to Michigan. But if I didn't, it would be, I would literally dread a trip every like twice a year, every six months. I'm like, oh gosh, we would have to, 
we have to go out for two weeks, you know, to Michigan. But since I like them all and they like me and we're all happy-go-lucky, it's always a great time. So I would strongly recommend that. Okay, the next one is it's important to talk about finances regularly and make sure you're both comfortable with any, like, big purchases. I like this one a lot and I knew this one as well before but we are um you know constantly perfecting this we bought a house we have bought a car we've made many financial decisions together and I realize I'm more like risk ready to accept risk I guess probably because I'm not the head of the house you know I'm not really I mean I'm we're a team but I by definition I'm really not the one that like it would fall on if anything financially happened I am ready to step in and help solve problems I'm ready to do all of that I do have a full-time income however I think there's a lot more pressure on the guys to make sure we're financially stable so I'm more ready to take financial risks and my husband is not as ready to he just needs like time to run through the numbers a few times and quadruple check basically that we are good financially with big purchases and it's taken me a little bit to realize that he might need some time with that but the turning point of that was realizing this kind of difference of responsibility like I've always had kind of a safety net in my parents where if anything happens I know that they could temporarily help me out but you know with a as a married couple you obviously don't want to do that and when you're making big financial decisions you have to realize or I had to come to realize that the pressures on us are different and the fact that he would like to talk it out more wait a little bit run through the numbers like really be thorough with some things is not just a unwillingness to like jump or move quick decisions because I really value like quick decision making and moving fast it's not that like him wanting to run through numbers a few times and do all that is not saying that he doesn't like to make quick decisions it's just i have to realize that there's a lot of pressure to lead a family into a financial a financially well or financially good scenario i guess and so there's a lot of pressure there and i should be willing to talk about these decisions that we're making like from what my opinion like over the top communication with the financial decisions and that way you're on the same page even if it took like you know a day longer to make your decision it's way more peaceful to make that financial decision together after you've thoroughly talked about it you're both completely on board and you have to be willing to say like hey if we're not both on the same page here we're not just not going to do it because if, the, if he feels it's too much to do or if I feel like it's too much to do, you know, and and someone's really uncomfortable with it, maybe we just don't make that decision and you can't be upset about that. Now, I do think there is a point where you have to make a quick decision and might have to stretch a little bit. And I think he's really good at realizing that as well. So it's worked out for us. But um, for all couples, I think it's very important to talk about finances, discuss them and realize that, you know, there's different pressures on people and you want to make sure that you are in a good financial situation. Um, okay, the next one is you are both going to change. People always talk about not wanting to get married young because you change so much in your 20s that how do you like how will that ever work? Like if you get married at 18, 19 or even early 20s, you know, 
you're going to change so much that you might not even recognize each other. Well, I've never gotten this argument because you change so much at any age. Like, I am 25. I'm completely not the same person that I was one year ago. Like, take this list. This is the things I've learned in a year. Okay, my husband is completely different than he used to be as well. He used to wear, like, exclusively cardigans and like button up sorts of clothes. Now he wears more like workout type of clothes. Like, you know, there's just little changes that happen. There's big personality changes that can happen and you're both going to change. So I've never gotten the like, you can't get married young because you're going to change. I think you continue to do that well into marriage and through your whole life. So you just have to make sure you're changing together and you know where you're both headed and what your goals are as a married couple okay um the next thing okay the next thing is that you don't necessarily have to stick with traditionally gendered roles now I want to be careful with this one because I am kind of like I don't know I am kind of like in the gender roles camp of like there are very specific gendered things that are good to do like the man is the leader of the household and can get a lot of slack for that but I believe that that's how it should, it's like God set it up that you know people get very sensitive about wives submitting to husbands but every verse in the Bible that talks about that also says that the man should love and cherish the wife that's what they're called to do it's not like you're submitting to you know, a monster. You should not submit to like someone who is not following the Lord. That's why the dating period is very important to make sure that, hey, if I'm submitting to a guy, I want it to be a good one. That is kind of besides the point. The thing that I learned really, the gender rules I'm talking about is like, I thought that when I was married, I would have to like cook every dinner because that's like the quote woman's role. Um, I thought I would have to do all the house chores basically but we got married and I don't love cooking I can do it but there's things I like better but my husband loves cooking so I like for a while wanted to cook everything I wanted to make sure that I was cooking like at least four times a week and he would cook like once or twice you know but we just realized like I eventually just came to the point where I was like listen you like cooking I don't really love cooking you make amazing food if you like cooking and you can cook and I don't like to cook, why aren't, why don't you just do the majority of it? And I'll cook like once or twice a week, but he really likes it. He does all of that. He can grill, he can do all these great meals. So I'm like, why would I not just let him cook? I don't have to cook every meal. Um, so that was helpful, I think for us because I just, it was unnecessary. It was causing too much stress. The other thing is like with house stuff, I will do a lot of it, but like we do have things where I'm like, hey, could could you like do the dishes? Like I load the dishes, he unloads the dishes or, you know, things like that. We've just found what we like to do, what we enjoy more than other things. There's absolutely no need to cause yourself stress because you're not doing the quote like traditional gender role. Like you do not have to be the one that's cooking every meal if you don't even like cooking and he does. Next one is you are a team, you have different strengths. This goes with the last one, like in everything, you have different strengths. You can't tr like expect your husband to be good at everything you do. For example, I'm good at packing, like for a vacation. I like to pack. I roll everything, I make it all nice. I get make so much fit in a suitcase. <laughs> this is a very small example, but you know what I'm saying. So 
I know that I'm better at packing a suitcase. So I just tend to do that. I'm like, hey, get your clothes out for what you want to, you know, what you want to take and I will pack. Because when he packs, he just throws everything into like crumpled up into a suitcase. I'm like, this is not, this is not how we pack. So, um, I do that and I'm fine doing that because I'm better at it. He is better at cooking. So he does the cooking. This definitely goes hand in hand with the, the last one, but you are a team. As long as something gets done and you feel like it's working out like workload wise, you know, it, it works. Don't feel like you have to do the exact same split of responsibilities as another couple. Your marriage is, is your own. Whatever works for you is, is correct. Basically like that'll work. Other couples, like they, the wife has dinner, a hot dinner every single day. Once the husband gets home, that's just not what our schedule allows for. That's not what we do. And I'm coming to terms with the fact that that is just fine. The next one is assuming positive intent. This is important for fighting your husband is not out to get you. Your husband's not like, Hey, how can I wake up and make your day terrible? This is the one that I'm really working on with. Like if we are in a fight, if he does something, if I do something, it's important for each other to assume that you meant the best. And that solves like 90% of the issue. I feel like it's important or it's easy in fights to start thinking like, Oh, he did this on purpose or like she did this just to bug me or whatever. It's important to assume positive intent when you are in the middle of a fight. That way it helps keep it respectful. You keep acknowledging the fact that like, I would not try to do anything purposefully to hurt, you know, your spouse. And it just keeps it, keeps it all above ground in fighting. You know, it keeps it like, Hey, I know that you didn't mean to hurt me, but here is this issue or something like that. You know, assuming the best really helps solve a lot of problems. Um, and the last one is the more that you are in sync, the more in love, I think you'll be. It's easy to be like, Oh, I'm in love in the dating phase. I'm in love in the engagement phase because you have the butterflies, you know, you think, you know, everything's so exciting. It's all new. It's so like, Ooh, I like, you know, if you think you found your husband, it's very exciting. And you're like, Oh, I'm in, I'm in love. Well, the, I've come to appreciate the fact that like love, love is so deep, much deeper than like butterflies is so much deeper than thinking that you're, you found your husband. It's, it's very deep. And you know, that saying is like to be fully known is to be fully loved. I think that other type of love comes in like once you've been working together a long time, like once you've been working as a team, you're in sync, you figured out your schedules, you know how to fight, you know how to resolve issues, all of that. When you're like truly in sync, I think that's when like the deepest love comes in because it's more than, Oh, I, I really like this guy. Oh, I, I, Oh, I love him. You know, it's way more in the dating phase. I don't think you can get it in the dating or engage phase unless you're like living together already. I think this other type of love comes in when you're like, making large decisions together. You're living together. You're talking through things. You're having fun together. Like in a point where, you know, marriage is fully like marriage is where that blossoms as opposed to dating or engaged. And it's so much better than the other types of love, the deep rooted ones. And I think again, it comes in like, I would say six months to a year after you are married and it's just the best. So 
Um, I that's part of where I'm like, don't let anyone freak you out about how hard marriage is because yes, there's some upfront work, but the rewards are like so much better. Whereas it's like to the point where it doesn't feel as hard. And again, I've only been through a year of it, but that's where I'm at right now. I love being married. I, you know, love my husband. I think our love is just getting stronger as we go because we are working so much better as a team and getting all this, you know, figured out because it, it is a big transition to move it from a single life to married life. Um, but I think it's super, super rewarding and I'm so excited to go to this wedding today. I'm so excited for the happy couple. They had to postpone their wedding because of COVID, which was, I know, a tough decision to make as a lot of couples had to make that. Um, but now they're finally getting their wedding. So I'm so excited for them. And that is all for this week's episode. Just a little bit of a non-research episode, but just I wanted to talk about our wedding or our marriage and... Um, I think it's so important to prepare for marriage as opposed to a wedding day. I know a lot of couples are so preoccupied by the wedding day that they maybe don't prepare as much for the actual marriage, but I would encourage to prepare for the opposite because getting having a solid marriage is like the best confidence you could have. There's like a boost, like a spring in your step when you walk around and your marriage is good, happy, you know, you have someone behind you, like on your, you know, that has your back. That's like the best feeling ever. So um, I congratulate all of the couples out there, the newlyweds, and uh, DM me or email me or whatever, any of your marriage tips, things that you've learned, I would love to hear. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts that will help boost the algorithm and spread this podcast out to more people. So again, thank you for listening. I'm off to the wedding and I will see you next week. Bye.